0: Father, thank you for the grace that you have given to your people day by day through Jesus Christ our Lord and your blessed Holy Spirit. Merciful and kind you are to us with such great love. May each of us be conformed to your will today with the sweet smell of repentance in the air that we understand even the purpose in our pain. In Jesus' name, amen. So, I'd like to start off with a question, and that is, what does repentance look and smell like? What does it look and smell like? Well, I'm glad that you asked because it's in our reading today in the book of Ruth, chapter 2, and verse 10. Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thy eyes that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? We're going to look at the first two chapters in the book of Ruth today. For some reason, I looked at the schedule wrong yesterday and ended up looking at the first chapter of Judges instead. But yet I find purpose in these oversights, just as I find purpose in the pain that you and I face in this world that defies our God and King. There is purpose to be found in your pain. Therefore, I have entitled today's episode, Purpose of Pain. Number two thirteen. we read in verses 20 and 21 of this same chapter in the book of Ruth. And she said unto them, call me not Naomi, but call me Mara for the almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Why well, then call you me Naomi, seeing the Lord hath testified against me and the almighty hath afflicted me. So here we see that there was pain. In this child of God's life named Naomi. Now Naomi does not allow this to become a root of bitterness in her life. She acknowledges the sovereignty of God. As we have been preaching that God is indeed in control. And God does not allow anything to happen to his people that will not be for the greater good. Remember this. Verse 11, And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother and the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knewest not heretofore. So here we see that the purpose of pain is fulfilled as... This meeting occurs with this, this man, Boaz. Verse 12: The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. We see the same purpose in the pain that even our Lord endured for us in our reading today in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews 9:28. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many which came with much pain, of course. It goes on to say, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Jesus came the first time as an innocent lamb for the slaughter of our sins. This came with much pain. For you and I, this pain has led to praise of our God and King. And at the second coming of Christ, Of Christ, there will be no more sacrifice for sin, for it is finished. There will only be judgment and salvation to follow, in praise of this God and King whom I serve. Now pain and judgment may not be your eschatological optimism that you hope for, but it is coming. Hebrews 9 27, and it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this to judgment. Therefore, it is my challenge to all of us today that we would even find purpose, the purpose of God in our pain, A pain that ought to lead us to repentance and the goodness of God. But instead of repentance, we're seeing that judgment is being skipped over and the purpose and pain is missed as this self-willed misguidedness defies and blasphemes God in our earthly tabernacles of worship. Listen to this clip that is broadcasted from a New York church where a drag queen parades down our wedding aisles in defilement of Almighty God. This clip also has a remix that includes a hundred-year-old Marine veteran and and a rabbi. Listen to the clip.
1: Her name is Britta Filter, and she is the Queen of New York. I'm so upset that the things we did and the things we fought for and the boys that died for it, it's all gone down the drain. Our country's gone to hell in a (laughs) handbasket. (laughs) I'm
0: so sorry. It all connects to the Jews. The Jews Run the show in the world. We have very small community compared to America, three hundred million Americans, five million Jews. There's no comparison. But the Jews are everywhere. Politics. All the assistants of Trump, Jews. All the assistants of Sleepy Joe, Jews. Obama, Jews, everyone around there, Reform Jews, Conservative Jews, Chabadnik, this, Convert. It's all somehow. Same thing was in Spain same thing was in many different countries. Christians, you have slept and willingly closed your church doors. Now the Antichrist laugh in your face and they blaspheme your God while parading and drag down your wedding aisles and you do nothing. Pathetic. Pathetic. This country deserves every single ounce of God's wrath and judgment. The good news, my friends, is this. They may desecrate these buildings called churches, but they will never desecrate the tabernacle of Christ. Because a church building does not invite the presence of Christ. The elect within the church building do. The problem is is that many of the elect have surrendered these buildings to the Antichrist, and now they parade our wedding idols with their blasphemies against our God and our King. Hebrews 9.24, For Christ has not entered into the holy places, Made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but unto heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. They hate our God. They hate our king. Christ is king. They hate him. Hebrews 9.11, but Christ being come and high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands. That is to say, not of this building. Elliot Resnick was reposted on Gab, and he stated that a Christian club for Christians is no more anti-Semitic than a women's club for women is sexist. Yeah, Elliot, well, these Christian clubs that you call used to be called churches. No wonder our churches are treated like nightclubs where drag queens are invited to parade down our wedding idols With their blasphemies towards Almighty God. Now do you know why I must address this eschatological fallacy. That we are in the millennial reign of Christ right now with Satan bound. Those who preach that we are in the millennial reign of Christ right now. Do you realize that you are mocking the Lord's power and authority? Not to mention all of the scripture that backs up the fact of what the millennium is and that there will be peace and the the, the rule of Christ and none of these things that we see today and to top it all off they have the audacity to say that Satan is currently bound I can't make this stuff up and then they want to falsely accuse me of mocking Christians ironically today a Christian nationalist shared a post from a Donald Spence on Gab this morning who quoted 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. I read this and I think the thought that comes to my mind immediately is what I thought that the adversary was bound. You can't have it both ways, my friends. You cannot serve two masters. During our prayer walk this morning, my wife and I We're discussing this very false teaching, and I told her that maybe when Christendom was physically at its corrupt prime, that maybe then they may have been able to ignorantly argue such a teaching, but not today. Do you think that we're blind or something? Satan is clearly loose, and this is not the millennial reign of Christ. This fact is evident largely in those who claim this teaching, and those who lead the Christian nationalism movement of our day. So when I I see them on these live platforms, these incels, these army of incels who call themselves Christian nationalists, joking about raping women and laughing at fat ones while calling themselves Christian nationalism, that is the joke. But I'm not laughing. Right-wing coder replies and says that, Augustine, Owens, Calvin, Edwards, Wesley, and many more were not pre-millennial, that they believed in this idea that we're currently in the millennial reign of Christ. And I replied with a simple and, I I don't see the name of Jesus in your list, nor do I see the names of those whom he chose to write down his words in a book called the Bible. So I'll pass. Listen, the bread of Christ is one thing, my friends, and this is what I seek to feed upon. And as for men, all you're going to get is chicken and bones. Now, I may eat the chicken, but I'll have you know that I spit out the bones because many of these bones are controlled opposition that brings self-inflicted pain. That is not a pain from Christ. If you don't believe me, try to swallow some bones and you'll find out. We must beware of this controlled opposition. Even a man, young man by the name of Boland posts on Gab says that B- the Blaze is controlled opposition with a screenshot of Steve Deuce that asked the Blaze, why are we using preferred pronouns in headlines? And the Blaze had posted some sort of a news headline or Twitter post that says 25-year-old transgender cheerleader kicked out of cheer camp after allegedly choking female teammate for saying she is a man with a penis. So here we see that the blaze is entertaining these pronouns instead of calling a he a he. So beware of this controlled opposition that brings self-inflicted pain that requires repentance. Unwavering truth had responded to this post-millennial, a-millennial teaching. He says that it is a particular teaching that, frankly, always pees him off when he hears it. And he says, I always find myself attacking that false teaching. My reaction is, at times, seems a bit much, but it goes way beyond just some skewed, poor eschatological teaching. He says, you're exactly right. The core of it is actually mocking Jesus and his supreme authority and power over all things. And even more so when it comes from a believer. He says, what an absurd and ridiculous claim to make that this world in its current state and rapidly declining is a product of Jesus ruling with an iron rod spoken in Psalm 2 and Revelation 12. He says, no, this world is still very much in the hands of the evil one whom is given a temporary authority over it to to blind and to deceive many. He says his days are numbered, though, and he knows it. He concludes, Can you imagine what an unbeliever would think if a Christian told him that what you see in the world is a product of Jesus ruling and reigning over, over it currently? They would say you're crazy and, and would want no part of this. Is this the best that there is? And I agree with, the, with Unwavering Truth in his commentary here very much so. Because we, what we see today is a version of hell. It's not hell itself. But it's a byproduct of hell that we see. And the hell that you see growing on this earth is nothing compared to the hell that many will experience for their contribution to this hell on earth. And yes apathy apathy the the antithesis of repentance is the greatest contribution every single fiber in me believes that god is true every single fiber in me believes that his word is true first peter four seventeen: for the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of god and if it first begin at us what shall the end of of them that obey not the gospel of god Christians have allowed the Antichrist to desecrate their most sacred and holy places. Now, I believe, very much so, that great judgment is near. But instead of people repenting, which is the solution, they say, you you hurt my feelings by telling me the truth and telling me to repent, so I'm not going to repent. Believe me, my friend, you'll be thankful for preachers of repentance. And you're going to wish that your pansy commercial preachers preached about hell. And as for you, so-called Christian nationalists, you are taking back something, you say, huh? You are taking back nothing. The Antichrists are taking everything from you. Why? Proverbs 1, 32. Because I have called and you refused. I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. But you have said it not all my counsel and with none of my reproof. I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh, when your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me, for they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel and despised all my reproof. Therefore they shall eat of the fruit of their own way. And be filled with their own devices, for the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. Even Andrew Torba, a self professed Christian nationalist, posts today that the MSNBC had posted an opinion article that says, Why America Needs a New Kind of Atheism Right Now, with the subtitle, An Energetic Atheism Can Tackle the Twin Crisis of Creeping Theocracy and the Death of conventional religion. And Torba uh, captions this and says, the media last week attacking Christianity, the media this week promoting atheism. We know this because Satan is loose, seeking whom he may devour. And you will regret the day you have ignored and scrolled past preachers of repentance. Jesus said, Luke 13, 3, I tell you nay, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Then there are those who say, but but the reason we are seeing the hell we are seeing in America today is because we have not blessed the state of Israel enough.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: God help us. No wonder God laughs. Listen, I refuse to conform myself to your denominational Christian club talking points. I am conformed to the word of God by his grace, the same word that pukes at many of your denominational talking points that you vehemently attempt to defend at all points while offending the word of God, which is the point, all so you can remain in the club. And for those of you who are attempting to recruit me to your clubs, I am not interested I am not interested in debating the things that the Lord has showed me. I just preach these things by faith. So if you want to debate or lecture me, otherwise, save your breath for prayer and debate these things with the Lord. And yes, there is a pain to be experienced when defying these clubs. But this pain will always end in the praise of Christ our King. Guaranteed. Because pain from Christ ends in praise of Christ. Praise his holy name. Ruth 2.20, And Naomi said unto her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord, who hath not left off his kindness to the living and to the dead. And Naomi said unto her, The man is near of kin unto us, one of our next kinsmen. Quit hanging on to the political and religious establishments that defy God and his word. Seek out those who humble themselves before Almighty God and seek repentance because of the destruction of these very political and religious establishments that mock God is coming. Jeremiah 52, 13, and burned the house of the Lord and the king's house and all the houses of Jerusalem and all the houses of of the great men burned he with fire. God will not be mocked. Allow the word of God to open your eyes to the repetitive end state of unrepentant Christian nationalism, so-called Christian nationalism. Jeremiah fifty-two eleven. then he put out the eyes of Zedekiah and the king of Babylon, bound him in chains and carried him to Babylon and put him in prison till the day of his death. So if you do the things that the the Antichrist Jews did and do, and you idolize the same, do not be surprised when you are held captive by this very satanic system they bow to. Verse 28, Jeremiah 52, this is the people whom Nebuchadnezzar carried away captive. In the seventh year, 3,000 Jews and 3 and 20. But instead of being held captive by this satanic world, let us be free in Christ. Let us approach this with a Christ-first mentality and attitude. That I was thankful to see even from Andrew Torba today as he responds to the satanic media that continues to hound him. Uh, Tess Owen, he posts a screenshot. A senior reporter at Vice News uh, emails him says dear Mr. Torba, I am a senior reporter with Vice News working on a story about your growing Gab empire, <laughs> Gab empire and your rising influence in politics. I would love to speak with you for the story and was wondering what your availability in the next day or so. Additionally, I was wondering whether you were planning on attending CPAC this weekend. Many thanks, Tess. And then Torba, response. Tess. I've got good news for you. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. John 3.16 tells us that God so loved the world so much that he gave his only, only son. If you repent and believe in him, all of your sins will be forgiven. How amazing is that? He says, I'll be praying for you. God bless. Signed, Andrew Torba, CEO, Gab.com. Uh, Jesus Christ is King. This response to the media was no doubt influenced by Tyson Fury, a heavyweight boxing champion. And Torba had shared this
1: clip that I want to share with you right now in closing. Is a committed Christian, which comes across uh, when I went to see him earlier today. Have you got anything you can tell us about? about yes, the- I have, I've got lots to tell you. Go on, just give us- Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Is that your reaction to what people who want you off the Spotty shortlist? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. And what about you being stripped of your belt? Yeah, I mean, I that, that that's... you must be very unhappy with that. What's your reaction to that? Jesus loves me, and he loves you too, and he loves you too. He loves these people in here, and he loves everybody in the world. You th- All you've got to do is repent of your sins, and you will be, get, be forgiven. And do you think you can win Spotty? Do you want to win Spotty? John 3.16, For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. Whoever believes in Him shall have eternal life and shall not perish. Okay, Tyson, uh, any final any final message to those people who, who have criticised you in recent? There's been a lot of criticism from people in signing petitions to the uh, Scottish national people, to all sorts of people. Yes, yes, yes. Just, give us, just give us your take on it. Do you stand by your comment? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Okay, Tyson. The only way is through Jesus into heaven. That's all I can say. The A to Z, the Alpha, the Omega. Right. Jesus is the way, the key, and the only way into heaven. Okay, Tyson. Peace Thank you so much. Thanks for stopping.
0: Torbo had posted with the clip and said, this is how you handle the den of vipers in the press. And this, my friend, is how you find purpose in pain. This is how you find purpose in pain through Jesus Christ, our Lord praise his holy name. Make no mistake. My allegiance is to Christ. And that includes all of his elect. I believe that Andrew Torba self-professed Christian nationalist or not is a born again, Christian in this fold of the redeemed called the Israel of God. So even if I disagree with him or others on certain Christian strategy, and interpretation of eschatological events, I will always stand with him and the elect upon the gospel of Jesus Christ that opposes the Antichrist and their incessant demonic attacks, as a brother in Christ should. The house of Christ is one house that you will not divide, demon pukes, pain or not. A grifter tells you what you want to hear, but a friend tells you the truth. Even if the truth hurts, even if the truth brings pain. Psalm 32 Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer, Selah. I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and my iniquity have I not hid. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin, Selah. For this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the floods of great waters they shall not come nigh unto him. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Selah. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Be you not as the horse or as the mule which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle, lest they come near unto thee. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked. But he that trusteth in the Lord mercy shall compass him about. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous. And shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. I pray that this episode of Gospel was a blessing to you. And if you would like to become a team member of this Christ work, simply pray. Pray that God would use this podcast mightily for his glory. Share the episodes wherever you can. And support with a subscription. If you're able to do so, we are in this together, Christ friends, keep up the good fight.